Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. You look good. You look Damn, really you good. Damn, you look good. I yeah, did. You like that? I do like that. You look, you're, you're, you're channeling your inner dad right now. I can see it. My inner quirky. And I don't mean dad in general. I mean your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, uh, just, it's weird because, like, I know we can, I can see myself in the video and all I see is my father. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I get that. Oh, I get that. Yeah. So those yeah, of you guys listening, I, I got all trimmed. Yeah, you talked about that on the last show. Yeah, I saw your guy. Oh. It looks good, man. Yeah, good job. I'm stoked. You're getting towards Leonidas like bearding. I'll take that right now. I'll take that. Actually, you it's, would you know make really a weird great like, Leonidas. You've got the look, the skin tone, the hair color. <laughs> Like I would take that. Fuck take yeah, dude! You and Laura as like Leonidas and a king, a queen. What's her name? For queen, Halloween, my lady. Oh, that would be sick. Right? I would never get out the door. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry, babe. Sorry, 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 sorry yeah. about that. But hey, Halloween, whatever. Let's yeah. let's, we'll have yep. it later. You look good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what's crazy is with the beard thing so I, once i said like i was telling i was talking to laura about it about you know yeah, i'm gonna go get it trimmed up see what it's supposed to do kind of get it shaped or whatever is all of a sudden you start looking at pictures of like okay well how long do i want it to be mm. and i don't want like a zz top beard but obviously like now that you have a little like once you've put some length into it now you're kind of committed so i can see how these guys that once they get a sup, once they get a beard, yeah, it's on for a long time, dude. You've it had takes a, some work to get there. I just I try and then I'm very oh, shocker, knee jerky yeah. at times, <laughs> and so I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna grow this out. It's gonna be like I I can grow a very good beard, but there's just like a day where I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it, it's itching, and I just shave it off. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. It's well. It's like long hair. If you want to go from short hair to long hair, it there's that stage where it's awkward. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing, and you have to kind of get through that for like mm-hmm. a week, I think. Yeah. But then after that, I like I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what to do. Like I don't want it to be like way down here. I'm not looking for that. But then it's yeah, like, that's okay, a bit so much. What kind of cool shape are you going? And I don't want to like I I like the length of it right now. I don't really want to go any longer than that mm-hmm. necessarily, but. Ah, it's a trip. It's funny. Yeah. FJ from the Netherlands. What's up? That's awesome. What's awesome? Long ways away right there. Cool. Ryan, did you watch the Savant podcast with JR this morning? Isn't it like still going? (laughs) The last time I checked, it was like over two hours. Yeah. Like it was like the amount of JR or amount that he doesn't talk when he's with like on the show regularly. I think he made up for it. In the podcast, but uh, I was watching it. In, oh, because that's right. That, they're doing the affiliate yeah. one, huh? It's it was yeah. it was great. Like the the parts that I did see, uh, just his background, and he, I mean they spanned all sorts of t- just like Savan does. So it yeah. uh, it was very good. Alyssa, how oh, yeah. are you, Steven? Steven, what's up, dude? You never made it through the weird, just the weird ended middle three part. It's hard. Hours. It's hard. I, I think honestly, either. You have to persevere or like you just fucking forget about it. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah, whatever. I, I forgot. And all of a sudden we're here like, oh, dang, my beard or my hair is kind of long. If I so Steve Stephen Smith just put this up there. If I could describe this guy because he actually dropped into my gym once and yeah. he works for NASA. 
And if, if I could describe the Abraham Lincoln meets Bill Nye, I think that's a good app description. <laughs> <laughs> of, well, and then the uh, whole thing is like with your mustache, depending on your mustache or whatever you have going on with your mouth or your, your beard or whatever, like it doesn't always look the story. You know who has a really silly mustache? Wes Pyatt. Oh, really? Right now? Dude, I, I love that. Wow, well, I don't know if he's growing it right now. He usually does during October. Silly uh, as in like no, it just November, doesn't work no, or it's good. Um, he does the curl up thing. No, it it's like two different colors. So <laughs> right in the middle, it's dark. And then it lightens up over here. So you kind of can't see the outside part. It's just right here. So he would always... He would do his mustache whenever we would do like November when when he was a, a coach here at my place, um, and I always would crack up because I'm like, "Dude, are you are you, are you throwing like the <laughs> dash right now or like what do you got going?" It's so funny. So everyone's got like their mm-hmm. there's a fingerprint to it for sure. Yeah, and then you're I, bummed if you can't if you can't get something cool like that, you know? Oh, I, I mean, like you grow a good mustache. Thank dude. You. I don't think I could grow one like that. Yes, you could. Uh, not like that. Like, this is, yeah, this is I, how my I dad I'm gave me. Mine's bad, but like that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what Bruce, what Bruce say? Chase, that's it. I'm shaving my beard off and leaving the stash. Dude, I feel like you've had a beard for a long time. That is yeah. a, uh, a commitment. Yeah. I secretly like this thing because, I mean, I, when I, my dad has always had a mustache. And my wife's dad has always had a mustache. But whenever I grow a mustache, my wife and my mother-in-law will not stop complaining about it. And I was like, your dad and your husband have one right. of these. <laughs> I guess they gave up on trying to um, get rid of it for I the dare, last I dare four you years. To push it. I dare you to push it. I'm bringing I this to Wadapalooza, baby. I dare you. All right. I dare you. Speaking of, it's like a month. It's like a month away. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Speaking of breaking news or announcement, Bill and I will be going to Wadapalooza. Yeah. Barring any type of uh, COVID situation for my children again, and I don't think a third one isn't going to be born yet that I know of. That'll be a quick turnaround. Somehow, that's always been your Wadapalooza. My kids, Brussels sprouts, COVID, or a birth. My children or the soon upon arrival of my children have taken me out of three Wadapaloozas. Yeah. Firstborn son, secondborn daughter, because they're both in February. And then my son got COVID the day before I was supposed to leave last year. And now, yeah. breaking news. That was, that was his, hey, fuck you, you're not going. <laughs> barring some of. type of catastrophe, Bill and I will be heading to Wadapalooza for the broadcast with Hamilton Road Productions. Mr. Sean Woodland will be the play-by-play. If you guys don't remember, the new format is two days of individuals on Thursday and Friday, followed by two days of three-person teams on Saturday and Sunday. Bill will be doing the individual color commentary. Yeah. I will be doing the team color commentary. We'll also be and hanging four out. four days of podcasting, yeah. And four days of podcasting live on site. Boom. So if you guys are headed to Wadapalooza, come find us. We will be around. Uh, we're going to make our way. We're still trying to figure out what we're doing with the OG culture brand. Yeah. Although yeah, yeah. we know we are creating Wadapalooza edition. We've seen the photos. I wonder if I can pull this up. Are we allowed to, are we allowed to pull those up? <sighs> Dude, you guys, they're super cool. We, yeah, we've been working with Sherpa Works and... The, what we've come up with or what him and Chad have, have combined to make 
for the OG Wadapalooza edition. I don't have them right now. Pukey's Paradise is all I'm going to say. Pukey's Paradise shirt. Don't forget that phrasing. Oh, my gosh. It is sick. So we're going to avail those hopefully this week or very early next week. But we'll be there. So if you guys are going to be there, join us. We're yeah, we're going to be working with uh, Wex Appeal podcast. They just um, he just messaged us on Instagram about this. Uh, I don't know a, apocalypse team pick game. I can't think of it off the top of my head <laughs> what we're doing, but uh, I like it. <laughs> okay, before we get into it, what we're here for? We're actually talking about the CrossFit Journal today. The odd lifts we missed it last week. Life got in the way. Sometimes it happens, guys. It happens. I, I, I made this. Do you ever have this conversation with somebody? He's like, hey, who would you pick on your, your zombie apocalypse team? You get oh, like yeah. five people. That's kind of what yeah. we're doing. Um, but with like celebrities and superheroes or, you know, athletes, whatever it is. Um, Do I get to pick Liver King? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, his diet is most apt prepped for the zombie apocalypse so i think it wouldn't be a bad choice um what is a oh i so i I was talking to my wife and i made the mistake because my wife is extremely independent which is a big thing that i love about her unless it's time not to be independent and then it's like you would have to like remind her to breathe sometimes like that's the type (laughs) of dependency that she'll need and she's a partner in a law firm. Like, she runs the fucking show over there. She is extremely smart, more athletic than I could have ever dreamed of. And we we had these conversations because it's like, she could handle anything she wants to, but when she doesn't, it's just not happening. So we were talking one day, and it was like, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I would not pick you for my zombie apocalypse team. Because it's like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can, I was like, my goodness. Like, can you, you really didn't want to have another He's kid, like, will you, you get me, can you order me food? <laughs> like, I, for example, I would be at, like, at the CrossFit Games, and she'll text me if I can order the family dinner on like Uber Eats from Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm like, you have a phone. Like, you can do this on, the time it took you to text me to request the meal, you could have done that on your own. And so I, I, I made this crack. What's up, Wad Zombie? I made this crack was I wouldn't pick you for my zombie apocalypse team, right? Like she, she won't go camping. That's the thing. Like outdoors stuff, the grimy, she's like not into it. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I won't pick you. And she goes, yeah. fine. Then my team will spend the entire zombie apocalypse hunting down and killing your team. And I go, fuck. <laughs> Cause here's the thing. Like now, I know she will do that, right? (laughs) Now, I know my wife will take over. Like, my wife will become president of the post-apocalyptic world just because I told her I wasn't going to pick her for my team. Now I'm screwed. But here's the problem. If I pick her for my team, she's not going to bring the same mentality as she would if I don't pick her for my team. So I'm in this conundrum. Do I have a a great team that will be very self-sufficient? without one member kind of bringing us down, which would be my wife if I picked her, or do I not pick her, having a great team, knowing full well one day we will all be killed by my wife's team because she'll win. She's that motivated and, and that dedicated that she, she'll win, she'll take over the planet, 
but only if I don't pick her. <laughs> I don't know which is the lesser of two dangers, right? <laughs> you, you, need, you need to use a little bit of uh, psychology on this one. So you pick her, but you make it to where she wants to do exactly what you're saying to whoever else. So you, you start playing like the Michael Jordan Ooh. technique where you, like, you go, you know what they were saying about you? I heard this other team I mean, was talking shit. You know, there was this other chick's team. She said you're weak and you're not very pretty. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. And then you guys go out, boom, and she's on fire at that point. Yeah. yeah. Now I like, okay, your so job is, Your job it. would not be to lead. Mm. It, would be the, it would be the psych ops in the background okay. to like mentally that. push her into crushing the world for you. I like that. That's good. Corey, every God. episode, I swear to God, you, you call this backdrop a shower curtain again. <laughs> <laughs> so all right anyways back to why we're really here we are going to talk about the crossfit journal this is greg glassman or the glassman chipper article number 13 we are working our way through the glassman chipper little by little if you guys are just following us today for the first time we've been going through this now article 13 so gosh this has been like three months worth four months worth of Discussions. Yeah, there a couple missed weeks in there, but it's been about been yeah. About three so months. probably three or four months worth. Article thirteen is called the odd lifts. One thing I'm really excited about this one is that who who knows, right? Maybe I mean we had some wild things programmed last year. We said this on the last episode of the CrossFit Games on the gymnastics side. What about some odd lifts out there possibly rearing its head at the CrossFit Games as we go through these? Uh, we just dropped in the chat the link to the Glassman Shipper that has all of these articles for us. And then I'm going to drop in the chat right now for those watching on YouTube of the actual article that we're going through. Don't worry, we'll pull it up during the show so you can watch along with us. If you guys are a Patreon or a supporter of the show on Patreon, aka Programmatron, we already posted the link to this article as well as we'll drop in the one we're working with highlighted and everything specifically for you guys. If you aren't a supporter of us on there, go ahead and go to patreon.com forward slash get with the programming. And for six bucks a month, join the party. Uh, and starting on the new year in January, we will be getting back to our workout of the week between Bill and I. A little video, a little free workout. Well, not free yeah. technically. I mean, it's part of your six bucks, but that'll be a part of it. And um, oh, thanks, Jeffrey. <laughs> all right so let me pull the article up now there's a lot of lifts put, put in here and some i was like man that's a blast from the past or it was, was like oh i didn't know it's called that i just called it something else right. but what i decided to do was pull up it was like hey i'm gonna pull up some youtube videos to match up with uh some of these things now i'll have to go be going back and forth so just bear with me with some of the uh technical aspects of this as we go through it. But Greg Glassman wrote this article in 2003. Starting things off with, there are movements that will never make it into your local gym, and they include some of the best exercises ever known. And this collection of them is called the odd lifts. Now, we want to preface a lot of, this is not for the novice, casual, amateur fitness enthusiast. These are things that require a lot of, I would say, understanding of movement patterns, core stability, 
and I would say what kinesthetic awareness, your ability to control your body in space. How would, how would you preface this? Well above average. Otherwise you're going to end up on every single CrossFit fail video ever known to man on YouTube and Instagram. So (laughs) don't go and do like, Hey, I'm just an average CrossFitter. I think I'm going to go and try this. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. These are just some of the things that are out there for, I, I, why do you why do you think i mean i have my ideas of why i think these things kind of came out why do you think some of these quote-unquote odd movements came out i think maybe as a test of the training that we do on an everyday basis we think about our functional movement patterns the quarter well, our functional movements specifically, right? The, the part of that constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity, that little three part system of describing the CrossFit training methodology is if we have, let's say all the qualities that is required to do functional movements, we have that core extremity movement patterns. We, we know how to move safely. We have the technique dialed in. I look at this as, movement equivalents or barbell odd lifts as something like, for example, the Burj Khalifa climb. I am well adapted enough in all aspects of my fitness that I can do something odd like that physically, but this is maybe with a barbell or a dumbbell version of something odd monostructurally. And I think sometimes we don't, even gymnastics wise, it's like, okay, can we do, does that make sense? No, totally. And okay. I mean, what I was thinking, I wanted to hear what your idea was about that. My my opinion with these was we do all this training in the gym. And this is one of the things I really like about, um, you know, having some sort of creativity when it comes to programming for different competitions is you train in the gym with the objects that you have. And then when you come to a test, a competition or whatever, it's something outside the box. And I think this was back before there were CrossFit competitions. So the mm. only way you can get outside the box is ah. let me come up with something weird. Like I we like would that. never, like, you're not going to go, all right. And I see that you have the Roman chair bench press. Just sit kind of up there. All right, guys. So today we're going to do five <laughs> by five Roman chair bench press. Like no one's mm. going to do that. Right. But this is a, can I do this? And mm. the, like the one thing that really brought me into CrossFit and fired me up about it was the idea of, I, I might not be good at everything, but I can do anything. And I, I like think that. this kind of, it gets you outside that box of, okay, here are your normal things. What about this weird thing? Mm-hmm. What about this weird test? What about this crazy idea of this? It's like, oh, that sounds, that sounds really terrible. Let's just do it and see what happens. I love that. I love that mentality. Um, I, I still get that now when I see some crazy activity my first instinct is, oh, I want to do that. Have you seen, uh, side note, have you seen the uh, show Limitless on with uh, Chris Helmsworth doing all these? Like, oh, different... no, I want to. Um, you got to see it. You got to check was... it out. It's really good. Yeah. Um, there's one, one of the, the tests is called strength. Mm-hmm. And the test that they're trying to do is a 100-foot rope climb straight. Oh, isn't it from like a... Is it from a balloon from a or a guy wire or something like that? Yeah, it's hanging from a gondola. It's like a thousand okay, feet in the air. Or whatever. Oh, that's it's like, right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it looks scary, whatever. But the idea of uh, climbing a rope for 100 feet, like I instantly, as I'm watching it going, oh, I bet I could 
I bet I could set that up. I wonder if I could do that. I want to try that. I really want to try it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I have to do it, but like that, this is what we do with our training. Mm. And I'm not even talking competitive CrossFit training. I'm talking CrossFit training, just functional fitness training. It's so that I can have a shot at doing anything. Okay. And I think that's what this is. I think that's what this whole thing is. Uh, yes, absolutely. Perfect. Right. And that's just like, okay, uh, outside the gym, type things. Okay. These are the inside the gym version of being outside the gym, outside the box yeah. thinking. I will yeah, preface exactly. this too is like, these are not things created Instagram, by CrossFitters <laughs> right? or people who do CrossFit. I'm sorry. I get in trouble saying CrossFitters, yeah. Cro people who do CrossFit. It's like, yeah. Oh, look at these idiots. This is what CrossFit people do. I was like, no, no, these were here before us. We just started dabbling with them. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Okay, so a little bit more into this article. There are competitions with odd lifts, and they, are, they have an association. I don't even know if this is around anymore, but it says the United States All-Around Weightlifting Association, USAWA. <laughs> USAWA. There six people in that group. That's yeah, what it was. USAWA. On the Ocho. Uh, <laughs> I, the thing I have in yellow here is like, we review the odd lifts with a mix of humor and awe. And I like putting that front because... The disclaimer is like, we know that this is ridiculous. At the same time, those that do some of these things do incredible feats of strength or skill. So we're in awe with that. But I put this in red is the humor is, is a juvenile humor because it finds its roots in the discomfort and injury of others like a kid's cartoon. Meaning... I would say a lot of these movements, which are not functional movements, right? A functional movement is inherently safe. Deadlift, front squat, back squat, thruster. These are functional movements, and a property of a functional movement is that is inherently safe. These are not functional movements, and done incorrectly will most likely result in some type of injury. <laughs> and oh, so yeah. that's or, why or I put this in crumbling under the yes, weight or right? And so we're putting this in the front and why I put it this in red is like most of these look different. Sometimes they look silly. I mean, think of we're going to see a two, one finger clean and jerk is in here somewhere, right? That That's silly. And we recognize that that is silly. We're also saying it's extremely dangerous if you are not adapted to this over a long period of time as we do these things. And so the, we're just putting these disclaimers like these are the odd lifts. However, these are not functional in nature, which means they can be dangerous when done incorrectly versus say, hey, try a thousand pound deadlift. And if you're in a good position and you do the movement correctly, you're not going to hurt yourself unless there's some underlying issue that you probably should have never been doing this in the first place. How's that as a little precursor like to what we're about to go through? <laughs> Uh, I have here in blue is the awe comes in recognition of the tremendous difficulty and discomfort many of these lists engender at even moderate loads, which is exactly what we're talking about. All right, moving back to the top, we'll start going through these one by one. And the first one is called the Inman Mile. And it says, traverse one mile with 150% of your body weight on your shoulders. Gate optional. So what that means is just you can run or walk. Right. That's what gate. Run. Yeah. You're going to run. <laughs> yeah. A slow trot. The uh, guys that were doing this were like the 95 pounders. Like <laughs> yeah, were. right? And that's the, that's the other thing where I, ha I hate 
Pardon Old my, Chris cr- Inman yeah. weighed, 100 and, weighed <laughs> 102 pounds. Right. And so it's basically a mile ruck with 150% of your body weight on your body. That's it. Could we see that at the CrossFit Games? Yes. But I will preface this with it better effing not be with body weight. We need to go the regional Linda route and picking a standard weight across like your average cross against male is like 190 195 probably female i don't know off the top of my head females maybe like 150 155 so something like that because the body weight weight bullshit i just i hate (laughs) as a larger (laughs) right 62215 is is not adequate when it comes to the inman mile when i'm going against chris spieler like <laughs> I've got a pretty good oh, conditioning base. Um, you know. But the idea mm. of moving there weight on your shoulders, heavy for any sort of distance is awesome. We actually, we had one of our workouts on Saturday. Uh, I think it was last Saturday, two Saturdays ago was 400 meters. Um, 225, 155 was the weight, um, weighted walk. And every 10 meters, you did one back squat. Ooh. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, they're so they're super fun. And I mean you can drop the bar if you have to, but you gotta, you know, clean and jerk and get it back up on your shoulders. But the, I, I love the idea. It's it's yoke it's yoke work, it's midline mm-hmm. stability work and all that. I mean this one, like I so when I saw this originally, I was like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Three hundred three hundred pounds, three hundred and fifteen pounds. I have to clean it. How do I get it on my back every yeah. single time? I don't even know how to even get it up there unless it's a yoke, you know? It, so. Like, think about this. I'm t- over 200 pounds, so I have to walk around a mile with 300 pounds on my shoulders? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to get that to my shoulders. <laughs> right. unless, unless it was a yoke. Right. And that's probably the only way that this could be accomplished. Because if it was, if it was just like a sandbag, I don't know if I could com- complete that. <laughs> so yeah, now you know. Once we start putting uh, numbers to it, I feel like this is opening up people's eyes a little bit more. Like, oh, they're like a oh, sandbag, hundred, hundred fifty. It's like no, right, one hundred and fifty percent of your body weight. Yeah, I mean, even if you're a buck fifty, you're still putting two hundred twenty-five pounds on your shoulders and walking around. So crazy. All right. So that's cool. I like that. Will we see that? I don't know. Could we? Do you want to? Yeah. We've done enough rucks. Let's uh let's make the ruck worthwhile instead of just annoying. <laughs> True. True. Uh all right. As we advance through this, the next one we have is a Roman chair extension. Now, this threw me off for a little bit because I was like, Roman chair. And I started looking up. Think of a Roman chair as the GHD. Yeah. It's an angled, it's an angled yeah. version, right? And it, it is, but like some of them are just GHD. They're like, they have a GHD and they just call it a Roman chair. So it's anything where right. your feet can kind of be uh, anchored with. And, and as we go through this, I'm, uh, I'm trying to find little YouTube videos so you guys can get a little better view of, of what's going on. So for example, this Roman chair, we got this. Yes, we got this. Today, we're going to show you how to use your Roman So this is the angled one that Bill was talking about. 
and then a variation to work your hamstrings, okay? So check this out. So if we get you to... So your feet are anchored. It's just a back extension. Right. When it comes to that. So that's a Roman chair extension. And, th- and I feel like a lot of these get in like much more difficult as these go on. But you can do it forward. You'll see these things in basically commercial gyms everywhere. Yeah. There's one of them, and nobody knows how to use it. <laughs> got a lot of dust on it because they didn't use it since, like, right. 1987. Yeah. And so that's an example of a Roman chair extension. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's basically it's a GHD yeah. is, is essentially what we're working with here. Um, the next one that we have is a evolution of that. And it's a Roman chair bench press, which is really the photo that you guys see here in the article. Now, this isn't something we is more of like a, an accessory work of midline stability more than a chest strengthening exercise, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Roman Didn't the Buddy Rue Bros do that with someone? I can't remember if it was, was it Justin with Medeiros. Probably. I saw, I saw a video of those guys trying to trying to hit a certain number. I don't remember what it was. Um, I can't remember who they were doing it with though. Mm-hmm. And so here's a little video. You're hanging off the side, and it's a huge extension thing. But the one thing here for this guy, I see, is like his. Like legs are bent and his butt's over the, right? Like you want your legs straight. You want your hips on top of the pad. So it's a big core stability thing. It's a little bit easier to do the way he did it. But that's your Roman chair bench press. Or just think of GHD. Now, I I know this one intimately because we uh, tried this back in the... (laughs) Back in the day. Back in the day. I've done this movement before. And it it was all about trying to keep your core... As tight as you can. It, like doing a, an air squat on a BOSU ball. Yeah. Or a half one. Right? Well, Just you a stability can't go thing. super fast because you drive yourself down. Like if you push yourself down real fast, then it's kind of like you're driving yourself under the bar. So you end up bending. Yeah. So it's like you have to kind of do this weird, <laughs> this weird con- super controlled movement. Yeah, it is odd to say the least. Uh, the next one on the list is called an Allen lift and it says a sit up from the ground and as I was like oh Allen lift how does that and then as I saw the video I was like oh okay this makes a bit more sense I always call you we we call these things different things right but an Allen lift is really just a sit up from the floor where your arms extended straight up and then you sit up and then press the weight over your head and any weight Right. Example uh, in this video, if you guys are on YouTube, dumbbell, plates. I've done it more with plates. Yeah. It's just a, a setup with a plate overhead. Yeah. You sit in front, keep the arm straight. You can do it with a barbell. You can it do it with a weight. It's called the Allen Press. I didn't either. I didn't know it had did, a name. What did you guys call it? What did you guys call I it? I just called it Amat Sit Ups with a plate <laughs> or weighted <laughs> Amat Sit Ups. <laughs> what about you? I think it was. Uh, I think it was like a, a weighted sit up. Yeah, a weighted sit up with the press or something like that. I mean, I like that something it has a name because now when I program it, I don't have to like write out weighted ab mat sit up right. press overhead. <laughs> just like 
Allen lift. So that's a, like that's the fun better. part about some. Yeah, I, I like it much better. Yeah. Right, so Allen lift is the, the second one on the list. The next one is called an abdominal raise, right? And so for this, I don't need a video. I just kind of want to talk about what's written because we're going to see some things here that I would say I necessarily don't agree that they should be programmed. And the abdominal raise is set, called a sit-up with a barbell held behind the neck. It can be done on the ground or in a Roman chair. So basically like a, a hip extension off a GHD with a barbell on your back. Now, if you're doing the barbell on your back from a hip extension, fine because you're, you're resisting against the barbell. But if you're doing a sit-up, don't do that. Like don't, there's a reason why you don't put your hands behind your head when you do sit-ups anymore. At least you're not supposed to where you, you're pulling on your neck to do the sit-up, let alone with a barbell. Just put it on the, your chest. Yeah, I don't really, I think it just overextends you. So it gets you out of that hollow position from, ex, well. It you takes know, you out of a good midline position too when you crank your neck forward like that. Midline's base of the neck yeah. to the, your crest of your hip. Yeah, I, that's a. Uh, so that's why I put in red. I'm like, this is the don't know why, is, I don't, I don't don't know why do they would one. do that. Like who won? Yeah. That's a, that, 20 years I mean, ago. It's which one is, thing to have it in front. I, mm -hmm. I could see the sit. I mean, you see people, we do, we do weighted sit-ups with dumbbells and stuff like that. I don't even understand the idea of why to have it in the back. Yeah. And, and uh. so the, one of the points I wanted to make is we're doing a lot with this series in general. <clears throat> when, uh, sorry, I just wanted to blow this up for you guys. Can you see that better? Yeah. No. Uh, oh no, it, it went to two. Dang it. Yeah. That's not what I wanted. Anyway, so when we look at some of these things, right? Obviously, we're going back through these articles. We want to spread information and, and really help people understand what we're doing. But at the same time, it's okay to go back and say, hey, this probably wasn't the best idea when it was first brought up, especially now. Yeah, there's an evolution. I think it's, yeah. it's okay to have an evolution of movement. I just wanted to give a healthy mean that perspective. Everything has to evolve out either. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, there, it doesn't mean that because you need to change whatever that it's bad. But like this one, it's again, all of these movements, I think, that we'll be able to say, eh, I mean. Mm. Yeah. Well, we, we preface that, right? No. Like, don't do this in your gym, especially if you're new, if you're having fun with your friends on a Saturday. Yeah. If you want to do it in your home gym, cool. Yeah. If proceed you own with the caution. Gym, don't program that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, putting your head behind your uh, hands behind your head and cranking on your neck to sit up with your hands or a barbell is not something you should be doing ever. Like, not even a. Hey, you know, just make sure you're being safe. Like, there's nothing safe about that, and yeah. we've gotten away with oh, away from that over the last 20 years. And as much as we like to herald some of this stuff, I think just so people don't think we're just rah rah, <laughs> everything is. Don't do this. This is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and along with that, you see, is it two po uh, person chest curl, right? Cheat curl. There, yeah, sorry, cheat curl. So you, you and this is. There's a string of three things back to back to back here that all revolve around the same thing. And it's two-person chest curl, two-person clean and jerk, and two-person snatch, which the photo here is two people doing a clean and jerk. And I would just like to say, don't do this ever. Don't program this, especially in competition, along with the partner deadlift. 
just don't. Don't. And here's the best part. <laughs> this is what they wrote. This is a great source of amusement. Try a tall guy with a short one or a strong one with a weak one, and it may develop teamwork. So the only reason you're telling us to do this is because, hey, this is funny. Let's combo a bunch of different body types and strengths to just really throw everybody off. And it may, not will, the only benefit you're going to get from this is supposed to possibly, potentially, maybe develop teamwork. Okay, I will say that. I have actually done this one. I have too. I, 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 I programmed it in, oh. but only at one time. And it was on a Valentine's, you know, gym, regular mm -hmm. gym workout. Yeah. It was a team workout, a partner workout. Uh, it was set up. Uh, see, you can see how these guys have the same weight and they're crossing their hands and all that kind of stuff. I didn't let people cross their hands. That's good. Um, I didn't have it be a weight that was super heavy either by any means. Like there were a lot of reps, so the weight was way down. Mm -hmm. And we made it to where the the weights weren't the same on each side. Okay. Uh, and the reason we did that is because I wanted it to balance out each of the people that were doing it. So if I had uh, a strong guy on one side and Look at maybe a wrists. Strong, uh, girl on the other side, <laughs> um, I wanted them to both be able to pull the weight up off the ground without it like messing up the other person that much. Um, I will also say... <laughs> That we have had people like we had couples that were doing it mm -hmm. where the guy was much taller than the girl. So to sort of even it up, we had the girl standing on oh, plates. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, again, it was more for show and for fun. It wasn't like a testing tool. It was yeah. not a fit tool. It was like. Hey, we're just having this in so you guys can work out together and you feel like it's Valentine's Day. So you're doing yeah. it together, love. And, but um, it wasn't for May developing team, you know, Get team this. Uh, cohesion. It was, uh, it was to make sure everyone was safe and to have some fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exception. I'll give, I, I give that. Hey, 95, 65, 130, whatever, right? No one's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, right? Where it's like, there's no weight issue. It wasn't two people doing two two seventy five or something. Right, like, that, it, so. like this is encouraging people to see like that. What is your max? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Hey, here's a horrible idea. Put a short guy and a tall guy together. Here's a terrible idea. Put a weak guy and a strong guy together. <laughs> let's like mix up the genders and let's see. I mean, look at this photo. Look at these guys' wrists. Someone's getting fucked on this deal. That's all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> like, all right, how do we drop it? Do we drop it on go? Do we drop it on three? Or the you know, is this lethal weapon rules? I don't I don't know what it is. And can you yeah. imagine the wrist of the front guy in the middle? Dude, no. You get the arm no, like, look you at that. Your arm off. is your forearm's gonna break or dislocate yeah. the person's elbow next to you. And this is the clean and jerk. They're encouraging snatches. <laughs> how do you go wide on it? Do they have pictures of that? Uh, no, they don't have pictures of that. Oh man, it's because that never happened. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So this this little strip of conversation we're having, two-person cheat curl, what's the point? You're going to curl in front of each other and then, like, touch noses at the top? Clean and jerk and a two-person snatch, same as above. Like, okay. No. <laughs>
I don't think it. I don't even know what that would even look like. You can't get your arms wide enough even to think about something like that. <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know. Yes, I've seen these guys. Uh, this is the. It's like yeah. two lifters, but like that's all they do. And it's the same reason why I don't encourage everyone to go base jumping that don't know how to fucking open a parachute or read the winds. Yes, I've seen two guys be very successful with this. How often have you encouraged people to not to go base jumping? I'm just saying it's like the same thing. It's like, well, these two guys can do it. We should all try it. <laughs> right. No. Again, it was a small group at Glassman's gym back in the day. Right, they were they're just, just experimenting. Like, hey, I wonder how much we could do. I wonder yeah, if we could do that. I get it. And I've done this. I did this with a friend, and we we're like, hey, how heavy can we go? Like, that was part of it back in the day, and this is like 2008 right. to 2010. I've done this. It was really dumb, but I was also like in my 20s, so I was basically impervious to injury. That's not true because I didn't have any shoulder yeah, surgery say, in 2012. <laughs> uh, and I'm about to have it again next year. Um, okay, so this, I'll put partner deadlifts in there as well. Just stay away from that. All right, the next one on the list, list is called a Steinborn lift. Now, this one, when done correctly, is quite impressive to watch. Uh, let's see. Where are you? There we go. All right, so I'll pull this up. This is from the uh, oh, yeah. Rogue Record Breakers. And this is Martin Leedsitz, by the way. This is before, like, long hair and a beard. So you have the bar laying on the ground, for those of you who's not watching. You basically flip it vertical like a pig flip, and it's, it's a barbell with weights. I think this is really, it's a cool idea. It's insane. So I mean, once it's, it's, it, it is a functional idea. Yeah. By the way, this is you 560 know? pounds for those of you watching at home. And so the, this is like me trying to move like a uh, gym mat. Yeah. And so now the bar is vertical. He tried to put his shoulders. Then he's going to sit and rock the weight into a deep squat from a vertical barbell position. If you guys are just listening to this on like Apple Podcasts, go to our YouTube channel and watch this shit. Whoop. Oh my gosh. And here comes the squat. 560 pounds. And then they just squat it for a rep or two. And he's done another one. Okay. Now, I have tried this. Obviously, it was not with a lot of weight. <laughs> but it's one of those odd lifts. And as you said earlier is if you do enough core stability and strengthening squats, like all of your boxes are checked and you start with really light weight, you can handle that weight shift, but that lateral shear across, you know, that that's a movement pattern under load that we really don't encourage putting our, our midline and spine through. Right. Not for training, but again, like that is a very fun, like you will see that in job on job sites firefighters, mm -hmm. construction workers, like it is something that will happen in real life. So it's kind of cool that it's there. It's yeah. a simulated movement. So it's like I, picking I do, I think up a body training. Yeah. No, no. But do you train so that you can do that? Yes. Which I think is cool. Yeah. And the one thing that I liked about this Bruce, one, what is I'm it selling saying? my squat rack. Selling my squat rack. Yeah. <laughs> Those who don't have a squat rack, this is an easy way to get around it. For example, uh, like you said, firefighters, military personnel, or 
you know, first responders in any scene that has to get like maybe an unconscious person. Yeah, you got to pick right? someone up. You just you grab their arms and wrap them over your. It's just like this lifeless body you twist from the side. Like that's how it's done. That's one way to do it, right? And so, uh, yes, there's there's definitely more outside application of that movement pattern than most things that we've seen so far. There's a there's a a, a set that I have done for um, firefighters, and it's it's partner is a but the partner is not with like you both doing a bar. The partner is you are snatching your partner. So they're laying down on their back. Partner Isabel? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Grace. they're on their back. No, Isabel. Okay. Because you're going to snatch it. A person? So the way you do. Okay. Yeah, Keep yeah, going. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. I'm listening. So here's how you do this one. <laughs> so they're on their back with their knees up. You grab them by their wrists. So you're facing them. Your feet are basically at their feet. Mm -hmm. You sit them up, and then as you lean and pull them back, you you stand up and yank their arms, and then drop yourself into a squat, basically like a duck under, and they flop over your shoulders, and then you stand them up. It's actually really fucking fun. That sounds complicated when explaining, but I'm a big visual guy, so... yeah. Next time, next time you're like you're, someone's on the ground. Even, even if even if it's your wife, she's laying okay. on the ground. Grab her by her hands and just just to kind of see what it feels like. Okay. As she sits up, you'll be like, oh, okay. So you take their arm and you just kind of snap them up. Yeah. And you drop yourself underneath their arms. And basically, like for a wrestler, it's a duck yeah. under. You just basically drop changing oh, levels. Okay. But it's the same idea from the ground up into a full squat. Like the idea. The idea of trying to lift someone up quickly, mm -hmm. obviously someone that's not real heavy. If they're a lot heavier than you, it's going to be difficult. But um, if you have someone that's about your same size, you can do that back and forth. And it's the same sort of idea of a functional setup using movements that you do or training that you do to kind of put it into real life. Okay. So that's kind of fun. Huh. It's kind of fun. Interesting. Uh, that was after this article, so it wouldn't have made it on the article. <laughs> right. right. Okay. So that was a Steinborn lift. The next one is called a Zercher lift. Now, I say Zercher lift, not Zercher squat, because, I, well, here's the thing. It's the same thing, essentially. I've just seen people do it differently than I saw in this video, but after watching the video, I was like, this looks way more safer than any Zercher <laughs> movement I have ever seen before. All right, so we have the Zercher lift there. Uh, let me find this video for it. Chrome tab. Now this is, okay, so this is a dude doing a Zercher lift with 250 kilograms. So sumo deadlift, and then he rests the bar on his knees, sits back and gets his elbows underneath the bar. And then watch this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Wow. Yeah. Watch that again. Just the whole the whole lift itself. So deadlift in a sumo stance, base your squat stance. Rest on the knees, get your elbows under. Like I don't tear a bicep. It's... I all all I'm thinking is not how heavy that is, but just that my elbows would hurt so bad. Yeah. Anytime I've done a Zercher squat or anything like that, just killed my elbows. Yeah. Just the crease of my elbow. I actually like, I like the lift. And, and without even knowing 
that way. We would do it that way into the squat if we didn't have a rack that we were using. Mm-hmm. Um, and go up to it. We'd pull it up to our knees like that. So I can't think of it. Like, I, I think, and that was at a default. I think we actually tried to, like, go down and hunker down and get our elbows in there and then stand up with it. And then was like, Ugh, I never want to do that again. <laughs> so we stood up and then went that way. Oh, gosh. Okay, so the next one is called a middle finger clean and press. And it's exactly like you would think. Not sure how anybody would. Well, I say that, but then like I've done the one finger pull up. Right. And so you're going to grab a barbell. I got, I hate to admit that I've tried this. This is, (laughs) this is 10 years ago. Uh, you, You basically grab the barbell with your middle fingers only and your other fingers are underneath and you try to do a clean and jerk with it. So, and just watch it, and you can see why this is not a good idea. <laughs> oh, Think of being in a rack position with the bar resting on only your middle finger, and then press it up over your, over your head. Yeah. No. Pass. <laughs> good. And, and a lot of that is like, that. okay, how would you like to tear the ligaments and tendons in your finger? <laughs> Try this. <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, the, the explanation they have here is uh, clean and press, middle fingers only. This is, this is a, this is, this one is great for you grip junkies. Now it said, didn't say this is great to develop your grip, but for all you like rock climbing, grippy fanatics out there oh how long can i hang like okay if if you got a good grip try this if you don't have a good grip maybe don't try this go get a tennis ball and squeeze that instead (laughs) yeah like there's there are better things to work with when it comes to that but uh that's the the middle finger clean and press now this one is funny also because it's a video of pat barber doing it and pat barber is hilarious but it's called a zeigler clean and it's a clean while balancing a plate on your head. <laughs> like how this even has a name? How this even has a name? It's a clean while balancing a plate on your head. The lift is complete only if the plate doesn't fall. So, <laughs> okay, let me switch tabs here as I close these other ones out. All right. This is a good old Pat Barber attempting a Zeigler clean. <laughs> and it's just like it sounds. You're just going to stand there, put a plate on your head, and try to do a clean. Fail. <laughs> it, it fell off right when he like, tried to pick the bar up. Forty-five pound empty bar, and it's like a muscle clean, right? It's not even a squat clean. Now he's trying seventy-five pounds. It's like let's break all, yeah! <laughs> all movement <laughs> patterns to do this correctly. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we can start to see where the danger. This kid even is knows kids how love it. Is. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, we can see the potential dangers of this. Oh God, now does he have two plates on his head now? Or just one? No, it's still one. Going for 95 pounds. <laughs> All right, that's the Zeigler that queen. Hit me in the shoulder. Ow. Or my fingers, or, oh, we got some things in the chat here. Gosh, we're doing great. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Have a good time. Have a good time. Find your love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes, maybe temper that one. So that's the Zeigler clean. Don't worry, we have more. We have a lot more. The Judd Clean and Jerk, which is a one-legged clean and jerk. So that is <clears throat> exactly as it sounds. Now that this is the best part because we're like, hey, you know, do these in your own micro environment and don't program these from a competition. This is a video description. Of a competition's event standards because they put this as the lifting event for this. Now, I will say that this video is 10 years old. You can't make contact with your body. He's got only one leg to that lift until only one is remaining. So our rule here is only one leg can be on the ground. The other leg can't make contact <laughs> with your body. He's got it to his rack position. That is not allowed. It's got to be free floating from the body. You need as much time. You get as much time as you need here in this rack. From there, he's just going to go up overhead. Same thing, you've got to be stable and locked out. If he can't get stability, the judge is going to say no rep. Good. Now he can drop it down. I wonder he's if they're going to have lanes like in Dubai on that oh one. Oh, my gosh. Skinny lanes and fat lanes. These are real. These are real, guys. This is, this is in there. Now, I, I mean, if you're in your gym, a whole division, we have a whole division of people that do that. Though. Right, I mean, yeah, because you know. they actually have one leg, but... If you're in your gym dicking around, have at it. Just be careful. Hopping around on one leg with a barbell over your head can, I don't know, present a multitude of issues. But make sure, make sure you sign your own waiver. If you program this in an event, granted this was 10 years ago, I am a loss for words. Was this, I mean, I know this wasn't the uh, the OC throwdown, but this is a very OC throwdown-esque thing into program. Uh, yeah. This wasn't the OC throwdown. It, it no, wasn't. But, it was actually uh, called, there, there I can see it on the video. It was like, it the garage, paper, oh, fuck, this is the garage it, games, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, no. well, we've come a long ways programming, a lot hey, of, a lot of experimenting. We have, we have, we you have. know, it's okay. Oh man. Yes. So that is, uh, that's one. Leave it to the <laughs> adaptive athletes who are way more proficient in this. Uh, okay. This other one is a two person, two hand team press. Um, I'm not even going to put that up there because it goes along with the two hand team press ridiculousness uh a couple of it in here actually i'll pull them up so you guys can see them this is funny as an odd lift suggestion for this one was uh okay so 200 team press don't do that repetition snatches at body weight as like an odd lift also known as just like touch and go reps <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as something that was um, not at the the norm in two thousand and three. 
But this at body weight and just multiple reps. And now I don't know if this is touch and go, but this exercise and the repetition clean and jerk with body weight have a reasonable claim to be the best overall conditioning drill ever. I wouldn't go that far as to claim that, but you can do, I would say, the equivalent to feeling of wind sprints or row sprints or bike sprints with barbells. Right, touch and go squat cleans, touch and go squat snatches. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me is when your brother came to visit me. Yeah, you remember that we we, oh, we do were doing that, yeah. a, a barbell cycling uh, training cycle of it was like five sets of fifteen touch and go snatches at like one fifteen, the squat snatches. And yeah. by the end, it was like doing assault bike, bike sprints, like what your legs go through, what your lungs go through, what your grip. And he had just come fresh off of like their son was recently born. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're talking. You, you broke his soul is what you're talking about. <laughs> it was so hilarious. <laughs> uh, and for first two rounds, you're great. But it was like, it was like that. It was like doing high-intensity conditioning pieces, but with a barbell. There- I think I love that this is that this is kind of the the start of how we use that. But that's one of the big things. You know, you go back to a couple journals ago, like, well, when should I run then? It's like you're you're missing the point. Like it weightlifting doesn't mean a one rep max only. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is that, but you can use that to be just as aerobic as any other thing that you want it to be. Or you can make it anaerobic like you did where you said it was feeling like an assault bike. Same burn in the lungs, same burn in the legs. It's all a matter of how you use it and how you want to do that. But you're right. Any sort of, I mean, that's what makes Grace so, I mean, it's right on the outside of like Fran. Like if you've done Grace right, and I don't think a lot of people, many, not as many people have done Grace the way Grace is intended to be, whereas you hold on to the bar as long as you possibly can. Um, If you do it the right way, then it is just as scary as Fran. Oh, yeah. You know, Isabel's you know. worse. <laughs> yeah, totally. God, that one hurts. I did yeah. a squat snatch Isabel once. Yeah, bro, that was a very that was worse than Fran. I thought that that was how it was originally. Really? Like when we first when Probably. we first started doing it. So I was like, oh, it's not that bad because because you're squatting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's a point of why well, I just I can't get the weight, so I have no choice but to really slow down. Mm-hmm. So I, I I we just always thought that it was squatting until I saw other people doing it like oh I got it in a minute like what did Dave Lipson do like a minute 15 or something like that I'm like oh something like that yeah I'm like oh okay I get it now yeah, that's we different. don't have squat yeah that's different but it has here is repetitions cleans at body weight repetitions snatches at body weight and repetitions clean and jerk at body weight or jerk yeah. right all four of these in there and as an odd lift at the time like doing these for reps for speed, either unbroken or or max in a minute or something like that. If anything, open up your playbook as a programmer because you can use barbells, as you said, as conditioning pieces at the right loading, yeah. at the right intensity. Just like just like a monostructural element. Totally. Uh, and it's uh, it, even a gymnastics one. I remember doing um. God, this was this horrible training session. It was like 60 seconds of max burpees with a three-minute break for five sets. But you, yeah. ha- you, just, Gross. you had to sell it like from the start. Yeah. 
And then every time you try to match what you did the first round. But that, that was the... Now, you can really not make that worth your while by going slow. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's lots of different ways to hit a high-intensity training piece, like an anaerobic conditioning piece, than just with a monostructural movement. And yeah. those of you guys that are out there, is like, open up your playbook. Now, dose the weights right. Dose the movements in a safe fashion as you can do this under fatigue and not damage anybody. But, like, open it up. You'd be... It's... Then you'd be like, I'd rather go back to the bike. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, uh, you know, Max Hain cleans in 30 seconds at 95 pounds for multiple sets in a row is, is not something I really enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, all right. So as we get closer to the end here, a one-handed snatch. Now, I'll put a history lesson in here with this. Is that the, uh, what do I want to say? The question comes up sometimes, like you go to a gym and it has a barbell that has knurling in the middle of it. I don't know if any of you guys listening or watching has ever done that. And you're like, why on earth would anybody put knurling in the center of arc? Because it just like tears up your throat and your rack position. Well, the reason is, is one, that barbell was not designed to be cleaned a lot, right? There's a time where the one-arm snatch was an actual movement in competitive weightlifting. And so the center neural there was for that specific movement. Just as a history lesson out there. Uh, let's see. Of course, the, you're going to like this one. Who else would I find trying to do this for weight? than Dmitry Klokov. <laughs> <laughs> 90 kilograms. Right, and you see that center neural on the bar. It's almost, what, 200 pounds? That sounds about right. Totally. (laughs) I don't know if I would... Hiller with no rep. But that's badass. That is badass. <laughs> we, do, we do. I, I like that. We, we will do that one sometimes. Really? Just to play. Just as like, uh, we'll do like technique stuff on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And we'll play with this. I mean, because we've all done dumbbell snatches. Right. So now it's like, okay, you do that one for reps. We'll do this one to see. Oh, we'll see what you can do on each hand. Yeah. Just to kind of play, you know. Just something <clears throat> the last time I did one of those was my opening day at big d and we would do a single arm snatch and hold while chugging a beer for time <laughs> see that's a great one yeah right <laughs> so it's also like be on this list <laughs> a you had to get it up without spilling your beer that was part of it all right we didn't get put our hand on our knees and then it was a for time element so then you chugged your beer and then dropped it so you had to have you know, good balance and coordination, stability in the shoulders, the ability to chug a beer without dropping anything or spilling <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> do you only have six attempts per person? Uh, that was so a good question. Pack? I think it was kind of more of a one-off. It's like, hey, uh, who wants to do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> here's a horrible <laughs> idea. Uh, and, and off the heels, yes, again, Chase with the stupid things. It's true. 
It's an it's a miracle I have survived this long. You snatch it with a beer in hand. Yes. Yes, Bruce. So set up. We it was like 95 pounds. Set up, barbell, empty or not empty beer. Beer in hand, open, snatch overhead, chug, and then down. It's for time. So and if you're I think we did something like if your feet moved, you got disqualified. We uh <laughs> Uh, all right. Rules with your drunk game. Yeah, that is good. Uh, this is the one arm clean and jerk. And I put this up because this is, to me, a very popular. But this was Logan Aldridge, who is a one of the adaptive athletes from the CrossFit Games, who does a 225 pound one arm clean and jerk. Now, I took the sound off because I don't want to get a strike on YouTube. <laughs> 225 overhead Nuts. with one arm is insane. Didn't the guy also deadlift like 500 plus pounds too? Dude, he is such a beast. He's so strong. It, I, he's just, it's just super impressive. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like you're awestruck. You watch a move and you're like, I will never complain about anything that I have to lift ever again. <laughs> yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. So one-handed snatch, one-handed clean and jerk. Now we got two more on here. Uh, before I pull up the, the, the videos, I'll pull up the, the movements and I have a video for the continental clean. If anybody remembers that one, I do remember that also one. known as the bicep separator movement <laughs> for those of, for the uninitiated. <laughs> and then or this last the, just, one, just in the veterans, just in the veterans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so it's a. Anything goes except standing the bar on the end clean. <laughs> it's basically like get the bar overhead. Anyways. Uh, and then the last one is called a wrestler bridge pullover and press. <laughs> Do you know what this is, Bill? I know you know what a wrestler's bridge is. Yeah. Have you ever seen Chandler Smith like warm up? You're like, what are you doing? And how have you uh -huh. not broken your neck? Um, well, I have a video. Do that, though. I know, yeah. I know they do. I I have a video of this one too, but I'll I'll explain both. Continental clean is with a fat bar. Is supposed to be, and you basically get the bar to your shoulders and overhead any which way you can. And now with a fat bar, you have a very limited weight because the bar doesn't rotate. Your grip's bad, so you have to adjust. Like switch grip is part of the continental clean because that's one way to get it up, and we'll show you that. The wrestler's bridge, as it's described, is from a wrestler's bridge, which is a body position. Um, Bill, the best way to describe it is thinking about doing a bridge, like an inverted bridge with your hands on the ground, and you bridge your hips up and put your belly to the sky. Except, yeah, yeah you're laying on your back, and then you do what a little kid does, and you go, yeah. you go up on your head, right, up you on make your a, head, up on your feet. Yeah, but this is without a, your arms. It's just on your head. On your head. <laughs> and then pull a barbell overhead, to chest, and then press to lock out. That is what it's called. So I, I have these two videos, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> now, the one thing I like is in this uh, Continental Clean is this guy actually puts in some not-to-dos in here, which I appreciate that he's putting out there. Now, this very first stage is definitely the most dangerous out of any of it because a lot of people will try to bend their arms from the beginning of the lift to jerk that bar up as high as they possibly can onto their body, which would be a mistake because if you value your biceps at all, 
You will keep your arms straight. Thank you for saying that. From the floor. I'm an idiot. So you're gonna fight that urge to bend your arms and keep them both completely straight as you apply force into the ground, trying to increase as much bar speed as possible because you're going to want to pull that bar up on your chest as far as you possibly can. Now an axle is very slippery. It doesn't have knurling like a barbell. So I tell a lot of people to chalk up kind of their solar plexus area as well as their shoulders because you are eventually gonna have to put this thing above your head. But putting chalk kind of at the top of your belly right below your pecs is going to do a lot to help the purchase of the axle on your body. So you're gonna try to bend your arms later in the movement to pull that bar as high as possible. I tried to aim for a spot that is right below my pecs, but on top of my abs. Now one of the reasons why the Continental Cleaner- All right, that's the Continental Cleaner. The, the, uh, gosh, what year was this, Bill, where they did DT with a fat bar? Are you talking about for, for the, the, Masters the Masters division? Yes. I think it was 2016. So it was DT with a fat bar in the age group divisions. And as most people would try to do is they couldn't hold on to the bar to do hang power cleans is they would reverse grip. And as soon as this event was announced, I, did I text you or... I just started complaining I, I to everyone. I, so I, this was the year I got knocked out for the clean. They okay. said it didn't count. That. Oh, I think I got oh, zero, whatever. Right. But my brother made it to, he was in this event. And so I was actually coaching him on this one. Okay. When you text, you're like, dude, biceps? Yes. And I was like, yeah, it's time because I was thinking, I don't really care danger or not danger. It's like, no, we, we have to win. So, right. you know, got to get him in here. So I wasn't even thinking about that. And afterwards I was like, oh yeah, I could see that. As guys, <laughs> as you can hear these literal pop sounds yes. from like Jesus. Of the, of the tennis here, that pop 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 pop, 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 pop. Everyone's arms are going out. Listen, not every so, event yeah. has been in greatly programmed at the CrossFit Games, but this one where masters athletes in a final it, yeah. event, I I get it yeah. right, but like yeah. in the final event, under fatigue in an age division that has, you know, a, not a strong weak bicep tendon, <laughs> tendon situation. <laughs> bicep tendon has been been eaten alive by ad, years of Advil. Exactly right, and yeah, all these masses athletes just started popping their biceps because they're doing <laughs> hang power cleans with a reverse grip, <laughs> and it's like the first thing I thought about when I saw it, and I was like, did nobody? want to consider this before we decided to roll this out to a division of the highly most competitive age group athletes to ever grace the planet. Yeah. Like, no, I was like, well, that was a mistake, <laughs> but that's the continental <laughs> clean. One, one of the things with that one is just like what it, when you shelf it like that and you put it on your back and you arch and I'm just like, this is one of those where you better have everything all your ducks in a row as far as midline stability when it comes well, that to was, that movement. So if you look at like Olympic lifting, three lifts. Mm -hmm. And it was clean and jerk, snatch, and then it was the clean and press. Right. And that's, I think this came, this either came from that or that came from this one or the other way where you got it up to your chest and then you press it up. And the way that they would press like in the Olympics, if mm. you would arch way back, you're basically doing a standing bench press. But they took it out. I think it was like 1972 they took it out somewhere yeah. around there. Um, they took it out because people were passing out. Because passing out. And, well, yeah. it's like, I mean, you pass out on that, you, like, you're going down in the weights on top of you. And they didn't have 
nice big weights back then. They had the like the little ones. So if you went down, the bar was on top of you. Yeah, I'm trying to find um, this uh, a picture of this because I know we've seen it. Oh, clean and press. Old school. I remember I took uh, uh, Robert Lando's uh, Strongman mm-hmm. seminar. Um, yeah. When he was first doing that. And we went over it. I'm not going to lie, dude. It's super fun to do. It's super fun. I mean, granted, I'm not like trying to set a world record or in a competition, but when you're messing around with it, it was fun to play with the axle bar and trying to creep it up and then to switch the hands and to get it up. And you're like, whoa, that bar's up so high. It's so weird. Yes. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, clean and press. Whereas like the bar never goes up, your shoulders just <laughs> right, go you down. Just go down. <laughs> a, a vertical standing bench press. <laughs> So yeah, they they kind of they took that out of rotation a little bit. <laughs> All right, now the last one of the odd lists, which I'm excited to share, just because of we have Bill Grunner here, is this wrestlers bridge pullover and press. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so everybody watch and enjoy this. So good. So great. So he's. You know I'm gonna go video this now of me doing this, right? Like, <laughs> look how <laughs> so he's bridged on his head, hips into the pull over from the ground to the chest to press up and back down to the chest, and like, oh, how should I dismount this barbell? Maybe almost take my face off. <laughs> no, dude, it's not like that. Okay, now. <sighs> Granted, the group of people that would be doing this is a wrestler, and a wrestler needs to be able to move their body mm-hmm. plus the weight of another guy's body on top of them, on top of their neck. So they need, like, they already have strong necks. If you are like a pencil neck sort of person, this is not going to be a movement you just want to jump into, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, uh, old day stuff. Remember they used to do the dumbbell pullovers? Yeah. Kind of yeah, a yeah. chest, kind yeah. of a chest exercise. Same kind of idea. But what this is doing is it's putting different stress vectors on your neck. So you're able to keep the stability of your neck rather than doing like they have like those neck uh, weights, put the halo on, you're doing like the neck and <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this is a, a more functional setup. I know it looks ridiculous and <laughs> totally dangerous, but like when we saw, um, uh, Josh Wagner doing overhead squats with their old with their oldest son, you know, baby chested to his chest and oh, doing overhead squats. I forgot about that. And then that, saying yeah. how it's the most dangerous, you know, of the Today Show and everyone's saying he's the most dangerous thing in the whole world. Um, if you know what you're doing, it's not bad. This obviously, if it's a wrestler, okay, it that's why he's doing it. I would not say, okay, general class, <laughs> what we're gonna do today, dear so soccer don't mom class. That. <laughs> If you have some wrestlers out there that regularly are on their head and they have mm-hmm. the neck strength, the neck stability, that would be why they do it. This, oh, you know, honestly, okay, you know how like when we talk handstand push-up stuff, yes, my go-to will always be rest on your head, right? And a lot of people are like, yeah, but that hurts my neck to do that. Well, that that's because my my old school go-to would be, my, well, my neck's strong enough, I can handle that because I did that for years and years and years. So I could see that, mm-hmm. but no, that would not be 
a movement that you should put into your regular general class at all. <laughs> and if you haven't been doing anything like that, don't even try it at home in your garage on your nice grass area until you start strengthening up your neck a lot before you do that. A good disclaimer. Just, just like with anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, shit. that was great. That was great. Well, that brings Those us are good though. Yeah, that brings us to the end of our little adventure into the odd lists, odd movements, and the fun part of that is experimentation. You're in the gym with some people that have a well adept physical adaptation to stresses outside the realms of the walls of the gym. You've been, you've got lots of years of training under your belt. You understand how to move well under fatigue and in weird positionings, just like sport, like sport is full of movement patterns that would be like in say still photo shots, really dangerous body positions to be in. Look at anybody do a jump serve in volleyball, yeah. right? That is not a position you would want. Look at a pitcher midway through throwing a ball. Like that is not a position you'd want your shoulder on or a batter halfway through a swing with this rotational, like there are, if you took still frames of movement patterns in sports, they're not movements that you would want anybody to be in. But if you train your body in a way of midline stability, functional competent movement patterns with you know, executed from core to extremity, there are ways to put yourselves in compromised positions safely. Yeah. I think that really relates to what this is talking about. Hey, we can do all these things, but warning at mass, not for the average human being. Not, not for the slightly above average either. This is someone who's very competent and strong in a lot of these movements before even playing around with these things. Playing around with these things <laughs> i think i think that uh it's it's a testament to us um goofy crossfitters people that do crossfit that once again we don't need to be afraid of trying things like that's what it was all about it was like that's the whole try and do sport you know new sports learn new sports do things regularly all that kind of stuff that that comes to this, you know, and, and it's nice to know that it's like, hey, we shouldn't be afraid of doing things out there. Don't be dumb, but right. we can do stuff. And that's awesome. That was fun. That was good to recap. Yeah. I've done most of those things. Yeah. So I've done I. most of those <laughs> things. I mean, trying to think of, let me uh, pull this up one more time of these that I have actually tried. Okay. Top of the list. What do we got? Uh, Roman chair extensions. Okay. GHD yeah. hip extensions and sit-ups. Okay. We've done that. The Roman chair bench press, GHD bench press. I've done that. Yeah. Allen lift. Didn't know that was what it was called. We've done that totally. for, I like it to call an Allen lift. Cause now I can just write that in, uh, abdominal raises. Never done that. Never done that in that position. Not like that. Not behind the head. Yeah. Not behind the head, but I've done the alternative one where it says, um, in the Roman chair. Well, no, not like a sit-up. Yeah, no, I actually haven't done that. Nor do we advise that. We advise that more in the front of the chest if you are going to do something like that. I've done that version, not behind the neck. Yeah. Uh, two-person cheat curl. Yeah, I've done that yeah, stupid totally. thing. I've done the two-person clean and jerk. I didn't yep. think 
a two-person snatch could actually be done. Nope. Uh, I've tried the Steinboard lift, which is that vertical bar into a back squat and stand-up. Have you tried that? Yep. Uh, Zercher lift. I would have liked to have done it like he did. (laughs) (laughs) Because we were taught that you just put your elbows underneath from the... Which is a movement. It's I think it's like a Zercher deadlift. Yeah. Um, So I like the way he did it better. Middle finger, clean and press. Unfortunately, I have tried that as well. I haven't done that one. Zeigler clean, I am probably will try that someday, but that's with balancing a plate on your head and doing any version of a clean, which is really like a muscle clean is your best shot. Uh, let's see. One. Judd clean and jerk, so one-legged. I've tried that before. Yep. I've tried that before. Two-person hand team press, whatever. Uh, repetition snatch body weight yes. cleans body weight clean yes. and jerk body weight shoulder overhead yes. body weight we've done that done that done that one handed snatch we talked yep. about that party trick uh, one handed clean and jerk I've tried I that I haven't done that one you haven't, haven't tried that, that one. okay no uh, continental I I clean I just haven't yeah continental clean I've done done and that's at the not to the end yet continental clean and the wrestler bridge pull over and press didn't know that yeah. was a thing, but <laughs> I guess now I will wait for Bill to try that. <laughs> <laughs> My body is not adept enough to uh, go that route. <laughs> go that route. Well, team, hope you enjoyed it. I would say is uh, if you did get inspired by this, uh, be very cautious about what you do. Try just like learning the snatch for the first time. Hopefully no one put a barbell in your hand on your first day learning that you had the PVC pipe. You learned your movement patterns and how to do it. If you do want to play around with any of these things, go very light, figure out how the movement is done before you want to even see how heavy you can do it. Even though I don't think either of us would recommend that, but if it's just, uh, Hey, let's go to the open gym time on Saturday and just uh, play around. Be safe. <laughs> and just don't put it on, on Instagram. Don't become instant. Yeah, please don't give we Jillian don't. Michaels any more fodder to be an idiot and bring our I mean, put our name in will, her mouth again. Whatever time she says anything, I'm just gonna go and pull up her dumbass videos. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Don't look like her. So if you do yeah. it and you want to video it, keep it in your friend group text. <laughs> Yes. Keep it in your friend group text along with who your zombie apocalypse team may or may not be. If it does or does not include your significant other. (laughs) There you go. All right, team. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our CrossFit Journal book book club. Next on the docket, what do we have, Bill? Yes. Oh, I've been waiting for this one for a long time, and I'm just going to pull it up right now. It is Hoover Ball. Yes. Hoover Ball. Yes. For those that have never heard of this, please show up for this episode because lately there's been a lot of CrossFit comps locally here in Dallas. When it comes summertime again, I want to have a Hoover Ball tournament. Same. I just want to have a Hoover Ball tournament, invite the affiliates out, get their teams involved, you know, make it like an, a, an affiliate gathering type deal. In a competition. Super fun. Yeah. If you guys don't know what this is, this is the greatest game ever created that CrossFitters stole, as we naturally do as CrossFit people. Steal the best stuff. We steal the best steal stuff. The best, make it good. And we made it into our own game, stealing it from, is it Jay Edgar Hoover? I believe so. That we, yeah. uh, 
uh, borrowed it from. So Hoover Ball next week on Across a Journal Book Club. Until then, enjoy your odd lists. Be safe out there. Have fun. Keep that shit off Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Have a good weekend, guys.